Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Series 2 of the One Year No Beer Podcast. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, then hit that button so you don't miss another episode. Hi, I am Jen Fairbairns. I am Rory Fairbairns. I just want to welcome you all to Series 2. Of the One Year No Beer podcast, 2.0. 2.0. Where we are going to be discussing... Oh, we have so much to discuss. We are the, we have been listening to our previous episodes and listening to the, all the feedback and the reviews. And we saw what you guys loved and want more of. And so this is what we're going to deliver. What does that mean? Stories of transformation. My wife once found one year no beer and kind of put me out of that. And I thought, hold on a second. Actually, is there a way to do this? Because the only way that I, because um, I suppose the, the shift was uh, that you either had a problem with alcohol, a traditional problem with alcohol, or you didn't and everything was fine. It was all hunky-dory. There was no middle ground where it was just getting in the way and a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, and when I found when you're no beer, it was kind of like, yeah. hold on a second. Maybe there's a way here that, you know, we don't have to make this, this absolutely terrible, you know, um, what's the word, uh, character, like, character flaw that I have. Maybe it's just yeah. getting in my way. Well, I don't know how you created it, but it's the community, it's the members, it's the people, um, it's just such an amazing, non-judgmental. I mean, we've got everyone in there um, from really heavy drinkers who are struggling health-wise to people who are just grey area drinkers. And it's so non-judgmental. It's a safe, confidential space. Such a different way of life now. Um, and doing different things. Like we say, never mm. would have done a triathlon, never would have done a Spartan. All these things would have been just out the window telling myself, yeah, this is normal. This is just what normal mm. people do. It meant something. Um, it meant something to me. That was that was the biggie. Also, when, you know, you, you knew a lot of people, you know, um, and that just, I'm not one for typing stuff into a group or something like that, but I found myself more and more getting caught up with other people's stories. You would get support from other people. You started putting your own stuff in and that feeling of community. And it wasn't just a community. It definitely wasn't a community of people going, oh, woe is me, look at me, I can't drink, I must be a failure. It was a community of people going, right, I'm alcohol free. There might be the odd blip. I might be struggling here and there, but for the most part, more and more, I'm becoming alcohol free. 
if you start focusing other on other aspect aspects of your life, mm-hmm. uh, 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 career wise or goals, or um, then it's even easier uh, to just yeah. think about the whole AF stuff. And why do we limit ourselves? And this is this is why I think you're such a good spokesperson for this of, you know, mm. being able to transform your life not just in an alcohol-free way. Because uh, another point of th- this this podcast for you guys is. It's not about the alcohol. Like it, the, we are alcohol-free movement, you like, but it's also transforming your life. Yeah. The alcohol is the first step. But like for you, when you say it just became a no-brainer, because mm-hmm. once we just re- remove the attachment to that, you have the rest of your life to do whatever you want, right? Yeah. And that, that, is, that is your story really encapsulate because you're like, oh, oh, look, that what's that? I want to go and do that. Oh, what's that? Oh, I want to go and try that. We should still go and do that even though we're parents and we have a serious job or we have all this stuff. Oh, but I studied for so long and to become, become a lawyer, are you just going to throw it away? <laughs> it's not throwing anything away, but like Excellent. with the vast, like always look at what you've gained, right? Like yeah. all the experience that you've gained and that take that with you into your next step. Tried everything. You know, nothing worked whatsoever, and and it was almost like, uh, uh, and we're all at you know ten o'clock at night, mindlessly scrolling through Facebook. Yeah, and I kind of seen that the yellow of one year no beer without really seeing it, it had kind of crept into my Feed. psyche. Yeah, and and every morning I was waking up, oh God, I've done it again. I feel like shit, and I just why do I wake up every morning thinking I'm not going to do it today? And then every tea time there's a glass of wine, and uh, and it's not good really drunk it's just drinking every day when you don't need to so one one night i finally actually clicked on on one you know beer and and i absolutely and utterly saw it as a as a lifeline as 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 a, a chance of something different and dived in beyond belief because i'm quite if i do something i don't all in <laughs> same as, whatever you do same, you're all yeah. in same as drinking, drinking, same as anything. I'm not going to do anything half-heartedly. And Amazing. I utterly and completely dived in. I think day one for me was the 4th of June, uh, 2021. Um, it was, a, I remember my last drink. It was a San Miguel top in a pub on a Sunday afternoon. And I thought, that's my last one. And I dived into all the daily videos. Um, I started my day with you for 90 days. Um, two minutes of brewery every bloody morning. What Happy more day. could you possibly ask for than have me for two minutes every day? Well, sometimes five yeah. minutes. Happy bloody brewery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and I, I, I stopped absolutely dead because it is, it is all or nothing. And I signed up for 90 days originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went through... Uh, and the two things I dived into were the daily videos without fail and the journaling and my reasons why. Great, um, great. And the Facebook group. Yeah. And I think we all know now that the Facebook group is something extremely special or the Slack group or, yeah, or yeah. Which the, the, the community. The community, is exactly. something exactly. extremely special. Um, I've made friends, you know, on the community. There, there are seven people I talk to now regularly on, on Messenger. They are my call them girlfriends, call them life friends. There's, there's amazing two in Australia. There's one in South Africa. There's two in Scotland, um, one in Northern Ireland and, and one in Gateshead. So, you know, it's, we're, we're a group who support constantly. The Facebook group's amazing. So totally dived into that. Didn't bother with the podcast. I was never a podcast person until I tried it yesterday and absolutely embrace one year, no beer. I was forever on the Facebook group and that was my kind of crutch. Um, and also invested heavily 
in, in, in alcohol-free uh, beer and uh, G&T, which, which kept me going. And I'd, I'd advocate that, maybe not the wine, which is bloody awful. Bloody awful. Um, and then I, I hit the sugar massively hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I never had a massive epiphany. I had lots of little epiphanies. Day 45 was the day I, I cut back on the sugar. Um, it felt ready for the next step. And my diet changed for the better. Day 80-something was a, a kind of mental, this is really working. Mm. Um, and I'm here now at day 265 uh, with 100 to go to the 365. And it, it uh, changed my life. It's going to take a bit more time for that seed to really be sown. So again, compassion is our biggest key in helping or supporting anyone and especially ourselves. Interestingly, compassion and the lack of it is what will probably turn you back to drink, make them drink more, make you drink more. Shame, guilt, anger, blame. Nope. All of those things are entirely unsuccessful at helping you change your relationship with alcohol and at helping anybody else change your relationship with alcohol. In the time before I decided, no, I need need to stop drinking so much I spent a lot of years looking at what other people drank you know to try and say oh it's not as much as that person anyway and you know everyone's Mm. functioning everyone's successful you know that's okay then I don't have a problem because you you do that Mm. you know but but that's not really Mm. the point either you know whenever you're drinking alcohol and it's having an effect on your general well-being you know that's that's the limit for you you know you've got this space now and it's about taking your life forward, not sitting in yeah. the life you had before and just having no right. alcohol in it because that's, yes. that's not going to work. No, but another point there is that because because you're not drinking, you're going to have so much more time because you, you're not going to spend time feeling rubbish or you're not going to spend time running around getting the alcohol. Which A lot of people mention in their journeys that they didn't realize how much time they spend their day, how much what big proportion of the day that they actually spent thinking about alcohol? What time would be a good time to start drinking? What to accept all? And then, you know, buying the alcohol, drinking the alcohol, and then feeling hungover and all this stuff afterwards, right? It drags on. So when you remove the alcohol and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have so much more time. If you don't fill that time, you'd be like, well, I'm so boring now. I don't do anything. Well, it's because it's not all of a sudden going to happen. You're going to have to make yourself busy, right? Because you're, you're gaining so much time, time that you didn't have before, because before it just went into the abyss I am a completely different person I cannot tell you I was suffering from severe depression um I was on antidepressants and I'm still on them a little bit but you know my situation with the divorce is quite difficult but I was on a very heavy amount of of um antidepressants and and, and in counseling so I had depression I had anxiety and I had uh, paranoia which was really horrible I've got to say and it took me about 90 days for for those things. Anxiety, you know, is a big thing. That just disappeared. When you give up alcohol, you return. Um, I think that you actually become instead of return because I don't ever think that I was what I am now. I've never, ever, ever been so confident in my life. Can you tell? Um, That's amazing. <laughs> it's just so amazing. I love hearing that. It's unbelievable. Like you do, you just, you become respectful of yourself and you're like, what am I? What, what have I got myself? You know? And you're like, actually, I've got a lot. 
ultimately life is going to shift yeah Some, something has to shift if, if alcohol is too prevalent um and um it's difficult for you to just, just turn it off mm-hmm. then there are reasons and there there are there are shifts needing to be made in your life and the reality is what you're going to do is you're going to use a period of abstinence to get a better perspective on your life and make those shifts you know change those good habits and that's really what one year no beer is all about we need to take complete ownership of our own life and show up for ourselves every day. It's it's gonna it's tough. It's creating change is tough. It's not supposed to be easy. That's why it's called change. You're changing away from something. But because we're stuck in, you know, our usual patterns and routines and way of life, it's gonna be quite it's not quite, it's gonna be very hard in the beginning, but it does get easier and does get better. But if it was easy everybody would be doing it, right? I'm going to go on an alcohol free adventure. I'm gonna go and discover what it means for me to love being alcohol-free. Now, compare that for a second versus not drinking, right? Not drinking, I'm holding against the tidal wave, I'm struggling, I don't know how I'm gonna get through these events, I've got all this peer pressure and everyone around is telling me why am I doing it and I'm really trying to white-knuckle my way through it. Versus, no, I'm gonna go on an alcohol-free adventure. I'm gonna spend a year Many people travel around the world for a year, right? Oh, you're going around a year, around the world for a year. How exciting. Yeah, I'm going to see lots of places and I'm going to discover South America and I'm going to discover Iceland and I'm going to go and hike and ride mountain bikes and it's going to be amazing. You're right at the beginning. But the thing about climbing Everest is it's just one step each time. We don't want to fix everything straight away, but let's just choose something. What's the low-hanging fruit? and make a small incremental change in each one of those things. And what you'll be amazed with is just how much you can transform in your life in actually quite a short period of time. What is a year, right? A year in your whole life is not a huge amount, and it can transform so much. Acknowledge what you want to change, and then you go in front. You don't need to know how now. You just need to know what it is that you want to change first. Change is hard. That's why it's called change. The opposite of change is staying stuck, doing nothing, comfort zone, which is comfortable, right? So if you want to break out of that pattern and go for something big, some change, it's going to get really uncomfortable. So all I can say there is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. As long as you are uncomfortable, you are growing. That knowingness um, in in yourself of of something's not right. Um, And I think that in in big situations and small is something for us to really listen to and paying attention to what's going on like you look at your own uh, you know the niggles that are going on like you know when something's not 100% right um i think there's a you know there's a lovely sort of thought when you look about when when we're when you're sort of i, I did a a lifestyle recently on boundaries um check that out and just talking about how we are our, our nose um you know we as a, as a youngster, only at the sort of terrible twos, you learn your first no, which is no, um, and that no that we all know. And then as you get older, you become a teenager, your no gets a bit quieter because you're trying to fit in and you're trying to be cool and all that stuff. So then you first sort of that's when you start like drinking and doing all the naughty things because it's just like you want to fit in and be there. And um, and depending what level or hierarchy, you're in the hierarchy of the group, you know, how much you'll be partaking there. And then as you, it's only sort of skipping forwards, I'm sort of skipping across the top. But as you get to your sort of late 30s, 40s is when your no comes back. But it's one of the resentment um, as opposed to one mm. of constructive. So it's being really careful and listening to what's going on. So it's only the only reason it's become resentment is because you've, you've ignored those twinges of your body talking to you or your intuition talking to you and saying something's not right here. 
this has become a huge part of my life as well, is habit stacking. Um, yeah. And I would then go out for a because I realized if I went out for a walk, the excitement of looking at the trees and the flowers lasted a while and that was good, but it kind of dwindled and it lost its spark. And then I realized I was far away and had to walk home and it was like, Ugh. Um, whereas now I could listen to a book um, or I could, you know, or I could do something. And then that then led into me starting to record my thoughts, which then led into me talking to you about how I recorded my thoughts. And you said, Stu, you're journaling. And I was like, what? I am. I'm journaling because I was trying to get into journaling and you were like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing it, but I'm doing it my way. That's nuts. And then that journaling then evolved into me doing my podcast, which is just like yeah. you just never know what's going to come. So it's just doing it your way and trusting the process, you know, brought me to so many realizations that kind of freed all of this angst I'd had to just be myself. Controlling your food like this by trying intermittent fasting, you can actually build up your strength and willpower quite quickly because you are holding back from eating and you're teaching yourself self-discipline. And in that self-discipline, it will overlay into other areas of habit change. So that's a real psychological benefit that you can get out of doing these kind of challenges, like you're doing the one year no beer challenge and that you're trying to bring on other habits is about self-control, building willpower. Where I started was uh, from a place of, place of pain, a place of feeling stuck, wondering why things didn't work out for me, how, you know, what could I have done differently, etc, etc, etc. And so what coaching did for me was just opening up all these avenues that I thought were closed down to me, well, forever. I thought that, you know, I had missed my chance to go after those things that I dreamed of as a, as a kid, as a younger girl, younger woman. And when I took up coaching, I realized well, this simply wasn't true. If we change that internal dialogue to like, we don't need it and we can break it. What we need to do is start understanding what it is that we really want. What do you really want? Now, this is a very loaded question. A lot of people go, oh, and not just moms, but dads or humans, or high achievers, anyone who gets this question, they, they really struggle. They, don't, they go, well, I don't know. All they know is that they wanna, the key word is happy. They wanna feel happy. But the fulfill, fulfillment is the, the underlying thing. If you have a choice between guilt and resentment, choose guilt every single time. And I was like, what? Mind blowing. You know, and I've repeated that so many times to clients because they're like, what? And then some of them are like, well, can I choose neither one? I don't want either of those. And I'm like, I know, but sometimes it's we have to choose, you know, and it's like, if I go to this party, you know, am I going to have, I feel guilty if I don't go because I feel like they're expecting me to show up. But if I say yes, then I'm there and I'm resenting them or I'm resenting the person that brought yeah. me or I'm resenting that it's going long. Like my sister's parties never end, you know? And I'm like, why am I resent? I'm resenting them because I am not willing to take care of myself. That's like sort of my, my new mantra, like, you know, you have, we have to change our mindset. Like self-care is not selfish. And like the best thing I can do for my kids is take care of me. Because if I show up mm. feeling calm, feeling peaceful, feeling rested, feeling strong, you know, um, I am the best, most patient mother ever. When it comes to self-care, where do you start? Well, 
the first thing you need to do is assess where you are in your life right now, self-care. How are you looking after yourself? If it's on a physical sense, how are you nurturing your body? Are you exercising? Are you eating healthy? Um, are you pruning? Are you pampering? Whatever it is, whatever it is that makes you feel good, because we need to reward ourselves. If you struggle with the letting go of what we've done in the past, if you're not pleased with how things are gone in, in life, work, relationships, whatever, then look upon that yourself with self-love, kindness, and go, okay, I can do better for me, not for anyone else. Self-love means care and self-love for yourself. Don't worry about anyone else. How can you do better for yourself? How can you show up better and be better for yourself? That is where the magic happens. To be said is that motivation and positivity are both two very important components when it comes to creating big change in your life. Going for a certain goal or creating a certain transformation in your life in some area. We need a bit of both of this. And I will say that motivation on its own and positivity on its own, that's not going to work. But together, these two components become extremely powerful. I like to do a visualization um, exercise where we really go in, see it, taste it, feel it, breathe it, and really insert yourself into this outcome that you're looking to achieve and really feel yourself there. What is it going to feel like there? What, is, what does it taste like there? You t the tip of your tongue. What does it smell like? What can you hear? And in when you do these kind of visualization exercises, you kind of pre-achieve these goals. So the draw to it, your internal compass towards this goal is going to become so strong that, you know, it's going to keep you on track. Voice inside your head, which is like, oh, go on, have a drink. You know, you, you deserve it. You've made it to 30 days or whatever it was. And I, I liken this to almost like a battle that goes on in your own head. Uh, you're just having it with yourself and it's almost like there's two wolves inside you and one wolf is the is is the big bad wolf who's saying go on you deserve it have a drink and and the other one is you know the new the new you who's basically encouraging you to be healthier and looking at your your life from a, a long-term perspective and and I, I realized very early on that the the wolf that wins is the one you feed and and for me um that was so important because I knew that the only way to stop this was to not feed that, that, that voice, that craving voice. Many of us kind of have that slogan that alcohol wasn't my problem. Alcohol was my solution until alcohol became <laughs> a problem. So that's yeah. where I found myself. But also, like a lot of people that, um, and I don't know, um, I, I know from the One Year No Beer community that there are a lot of people with similar stories to mine. They're successful, high-achieving, accomplished in almost every aspect of their life, or so it looks from the outside, yet there's this secret kind of spiraling pattern that's been happening around numbing out with alcohol to the point that we realize, maybe I need to do something about my alcohol use. And that's where I found yeah. myself um, about three years ago. Life-changing completely life-changing for me and I can probably talk for my fellow uh, fellow members in the first complete control I mean I think so far we still have 
some of us went to the um, continuation program, but even some old ones I have contact with, I think everyone is doing great. And they all Amazing. enjoyed it and uh, still there, still doing great. Well, th this is this is the thing for us, right? It was the first one we run, and yeah. the nail-biting time, and yet everyone, you know, it's just amazing, and it's testament, I think, to the years of hard work and one you know beer and learning and and what's good out there. A massive, massive, deep, amazing, massive thank you from me, from Jen, who is here. Hi. Okay, so she's not really. I'm on my own. A massive thank you from all of us at One Year No Beer for listening to the One Year No Beer podcast. I don't know if you saw the message, but we have reached one million downloads. One million. One million. One million. One million downloads. Isn't that absolutely incredible? Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I, I think it's a beautiful thing that's happening in this society now. You know, we're, we're more talking about our problems more. We're, we're, we're talking yeah. about things before they get to that place, you know, because most people make changes when they hit a wall. And it's yeah. usually they've blown things up and, you know, things are real bad before they make the changes that they need to. And I think a lot of that is because, you know, we, we normalize, uh, like you mentioned about overworking, right? Like the stress and the, I don't have time to, I don't have time to yeah. go to the gym, yeah. eat healthy, make time to meditate, you know, spend time with my family, like whatever it is, it's always a really good excuse. And I think there's so many things in the, this culture that definitely perpetuate that. But ultimately, if you don't do it at some point, it's only going to get worse and worse. <laughs> and we'll come That's, out in, it's uh, choose your in pain. other ways. It's, yeah, it's choose your pain. Well you can either yeah. choose to go into that pain and release it, let go, move on, move on to the next level. You'll find more pain there. You will. You'll go deeper, yeah. but you'll release again and shift your life in good ways. Or you can yeah. keep avoiding it and it just comes out like toxic tar. Even anyone listening to this podcast is, is somebody that wants to uh, improve their relationship with alcohol, improve themselves as an individual and just uh, and get the best out of life. So I think uh, we're all here uh, on the same journey, really. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here today and, and, and just share my, my experiences. It's been great for me as well to, to just connect on a, on a different level um, in terms of things that, that have been going through my mind for, for, for many years that I just didn't have a, I didn't have a way to release that. Or, or, or who to discuss it with that would understand. Because if you if you speak with somebody that's not going through the same thing, mm. that doesn't understand, then I think you're going to get disappointed with how they respond because they don't know what you're going through. So if mm. you're dealing with people that do understand what you're going through or people that have got the, 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 the knowledge to, uh, to be able to respond in, in a way that's very understanding, that's also um it's also a great a great relief so i have to say that's been a, that's been a big part of it um thank you for giving us a bit of insight in there and i think the 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 core part of this is really to to even link back these patterns that we're running to these past traumatic experiences and i think this is one of the significantly powerful parts of the program um is 
well, if you look at all Gabbermati's work, right? So Gabbermati, you know, one of the great addiction um, gurus of our time. Um, and he says that, ad- ad- you know, addiction is a response to trauma. Um, and don't ask, you know, ask, ask um, what happened to you, not what's wrong with you. It was, it was great to go deep into the real reasons behind why we drink. And then, and then go even deeper into you know patterns from our past that undeniably have, have shaped how we all show up today. And then once you've discovered these things and and acknowledged them and sat with them and really thought about where they come from and and why they play out over and over again. Once once you've done all that, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You can't unlearn or unknow or or unsee what you've discovered. And I think that's the the magic of the the program. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. So look at where you are today. Is this the way you want to live your life? And if the answer to that is no, then you have to make the change. You have to have the courage to make the change. And it is the hardest thing you will do, but it is the best thing. The eight-week boot camp where I was going to make just do this really hard thing for a short period of time for a maximized result. All of you guys helped me through it. I'll never forget looking down off that cliff and seeing everybody down there that had jumped before me, and they're all clapping and cheering and, and chanting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't have a choice. I have to do this. <laughs> I mean, I had to do it, and I did it. Yeah. It was so freeing. It really was freeing because there was that part of me that was like, okay, I'm, I'm just not going to do this. I'm just not mm. going to, but I did, mm. I did. Yeah. And yeah. it was wonderful and I would do it again. So yeah. within, the, within, the, within the matter of seconds, you had already told yourself, you know, I am here, I am all in. 100%. Speaking about shame, it, it just melted away. Mm. I mean, that's as simple as I can, I mean, it just melted away. Because it, I mean, that shame that we carry with us, it's hard. It's hard. Mm. And being part of that group, I'll say it again, it, it really melted away. I felt accepted. I felt important. I felt cared about. Um, and I was able to give that back also. It's beautiful. We promise you guys, this is going to be a really good season. And it's not about us. It's all about you. So don't forget to tune in and listen to maybe your next podcast, right? Okay, that's the end. This is the pilot. As long as you're having fun. I'm so excited <laughs> to get started with this podcast. I'm Thanks excited. for being a part of One Year Nobia. Thank you so much for listening in. And I can't wait to see you on the next pod. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the One Year No Beer podcast, where our mission is to share and tell the stories of the everyday heroes who are taking the steps to make a meaningful impact by changing their relationship with alcohol. If you want to join our community and find out more about the variety of benefits that you can enjoy by becoming part of our 80,000 plus members within our alcohol-free movement, then click the link in the show notes below.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.